Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley, and this is the Buffy podcast that I guess we need to talk. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Oh, oh no. Podcast over? What's happening? <laughs> no, it's sort of like a, a double entendre, as they say oh. in the France. The France, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got the, that's the like first line of this episode, as well as the fact that it's podcast, so we literally do need to talk. So this podcast isn't doomed? Mm. Eh? Mm. I see what you did there, working <laughs> in the title of the episode. <laughs> Season 4, episode 11, doomed, original <laughs> air date, January 18th, 2000. <gasps> New millennium! We survived! We did it! Oh, after the There was event. no Y2K, yeah. Or there was. And things are just better now. Everything's yeah. better now. I've got to assume some places had problems with that. I mean, is it is it the Willennium? Ooh, maybe. Is Will Smith on the rise? Is he? I don't know what year Men in Black came out. <laughs> There's an album. He has an album called Millennium. And oh. I'm pretty sure that, like, Miami is on it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to that Miami. Other... Yeah, that other... <laughs> What's the other one? Getting jiggy with it? Yeah. Oh. That might also be on it. Is Sir William Smith the one who gets jiggy with it? Yeah. He wishes he was a knight. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Lord William Smith. That's much better. Because of his secret Scientology, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are picking up right where we (laughs) left off last episode with Ri-Fi and Buffy having to talk. Things are pretty awkward. And I'm like, Riley, this is really easy. You just say, so you're a superhero or what? Like, it's not that hard, man. Like, just go for it. I mean, he makes a whole big deal about how strong she is and how fast she is and how she clearly has superpowers. He just doesn't use the word superpowers. Like, why not, man? You you got a good cultural touchstone here to go off of. Anyway, Buffy's remarkably sharp about the Inquisition because, you know, she has been investigating them for a while. And hanging out with Spike, who they did their experiments on. That's true. Experiments? Experiments, Experiments. Uh, So she can be pretty certain they're doing these same experiments on the other HSTs. Mm, Human subterrestrials? Humanoid? Hostile. Oh, hostile, right. Yeah. Hostile 17, you know. She's giving Rifi unnecessary sass about (laughs) being a slayer and like... Oh, you don't know what a Slayer is? Do some fucking research. And it's like, whoa, dude, like, calm the fuck down. I have to imagine that his complete lack of reaction is like a pretty big hit to her ego. (laughs) Because she says it like, oh, well, you see, I'm the Slayer. And he's like, oh, that's good for you. The (laughs) the band? (laughs) For some reason in this scene, I was really struck by how tiny she is. Mm, She's very small. Maybe it's partially like how they're shooting it, but Riley is just towering over her. <laughs> he is a much larger human. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw in a marginal hashtag Amy rat for them. At, <laughs> at least remembering that the Amy rat is there. Exists. It, yeah. Is in the room. Hashtag Amy rat. They don't have to say her name or bring no. up that she used to be a human who they're now keeping in this room <laughs> while they do God knows what in it. Oh, Oh, yeah. she probably doesn't know. She's probably just a, a rat. It's probably fine. Hopefully. Anyway, she starts squeaking and this presages an earthquake, let's say. I think that that's a thing, right? Like animals 
have a sense of when an earthquake is coming and freak out. That's at least something I've heard. Uh, I survived the great Toronto earthquake of 2010 unscathed miraculously. Uh, Let me tell you, Michaela, it was a dangerous time. The earth swayed for what felt like minutes, but was closer to 30 seconds. I wasn't sure at first whether anything was actually happening. I thought someone was jiggling the desk with their leg. But no, in fact, it was an earthquake. So that was when I worked at DeFasco, Mm -hmm. where they're a steel plant. So there are a lot of very very large pieces of equipment with very, very big steel coils on them. So when things start shaking, you're like, (laughs) something has gone wrong with the steel. Oh, (laughs) Something is about to go terribly wrong with the steel. (laughs) Wow. So that's actually scary rather than (laughs) my experience, which was like, huh, I think that might have been an earthquake. Yeah, it was good times. Anyway, we don't know shit about earthquakes, but Buffy's worried about the source of this one. Which, sure, maybe she died last time there was an earthquake in Sunny D. Who's keeping track? It was just one time. Like, it's California. California right? is earthquake prone. How how reasonable is it that they didn't have any earthquakes between these two points? That's insane. That seems pretty unreasonable, actually. I don't really know how many earthquakes per annum California generally has. I think it's about one a day, maybe three. <laughs> Somewhere in that popular culture has taught you. (laughs) In that range, certainly. Yeah. Uh, We see that Xander's apparently working as a pizza delivery boy, and I guess he goes through a couple different things or is holding down multiple jobs, but I'm pretty sure he's a construction worker later on, so I don't know what's going on here. He already got that syphilis. Yeah. But he probably just has multiple jobs, because they'd all be kind of part-timey. Although construction work seems like it would be more full-time. Yeah. Because he's a construction worker later, right? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And, like, he fixes all the things that they break with their fighting. It's very useful. Mm -hmm. Are we just going to blaze right by the fact that Rifi was in the credits? Whoa, what? Yeah. What? He's he's in the credits. (laughs) What are they fucking doing with these credits in season four? (laughs) They're going bananas. That's insane. I did not notice that. Shit. Well, I assumed that's why you blazed right by it. (laughs) Yeah. What's his actor's name (laughs) mark blucas i could not have told you even anything (laughs) close to that i should have made you guess (laughs) although blucas did you say blucas b-l-u-c-a-s that is a fake name (laughs) (laughs) that is a made-up name a (laughs) hundred percent hi i'm mark blucas did you say lucas uh no No. i i said blucas Like doubling down on the lie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in in the credits, it was Mark Lucas and then James Marsters and then uh, and then Anthony, Anthony Head. God, I hope he's not around for season five, but we'll see. Who's to fucking say? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Rifi does hear from Forrest that Slayer is apparently a myth, according to the Inquisition, which mm, I'm not sure about that there, Forrest. Well, it's sort of like, you know, she's a boogeyman for the bad guys. Right. Which doesn't really sound like something the bad guys would have, if I'm being honest. Eh, I don't know. They're a superstitious lot, probably. Yeah. We can all appreciate how ungross Forrest is about all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> and in Super fact... Super ungross. Even later, when Riley tries to bring up Buffy, he's like, sure, she's cool, she's hot, she's tepid, doesn't matter. Like, we got other things to fucking worry about. And you're like, yay, yeah. you're not it's gross great. for once. It's not gross. Maybe they were like, hey, we've made it so this guy is inc- 
completely unlikable, maybe we should back off on that whole him being super gross thing. And he follows Riley's orders this episode. <laughs> like he's not giving unnecessary and unreasonable sass. Right? He's just being a normal person who is in mm. this military unit. Mm-hmm. Great stuff from him. Great stuff. Yo, okay. The stuff that Buffy and Willow are wearing. Okay, yeah. So Lose. Willow has what? Uh, here it is. It's a green shirt, right? With pink trim or like stitching, visible stitching. And on it is written Bunny's dog walking service. And then a small... Oh, you're talking about later. No. Oh, am I? Because that yes. one's also pretty fucking yes. distracting. No, so uh, this is, there's like, it's just a, a quick little scene where Willow basically tells Buffy about the, the party and asks what happened with Riley and Buffy kind of lies about it. Like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Buffy is wearing dark red pants and an orange shirt. Ooh. Willow is wearing a floor length skirt that is a different red with a pink cardigan and a yellow <laughs> oh shirt my God, that I has got pink it. on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's, there's just like a, a cacophony of color happening in this scene that <clears throat> that those red pants and orange shirt i don't know i don't know that i can ever be on board huh. but they found a dark lip color that looks good on buffy mm, yeah fair it, it looks great and it makes her teeth look super white <laughs> and a it's not distracting with her rest of her head Right, it, it just doesn't it doesn't blend into her skin tone. That's the key. Oh my with god, it. that was oh, that was terrible. Yeah, and then Buffy also goes to a lot of Giles about the Command Bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she has the Command Bro secret and she can't tell anyone else. Well, and poor Giles has like a map of where they where their sightings have been. Like it's a murder board basically yeah. for the Command Bros. Uh, did you notice how weird Giles sounds in that scene? Yes. Are they okay. both ADR'd? So Buffy sounds a lot more normal. Okay. Like there's there's sort of like a bit of background when Buffy talks. It sounds more like she's maybe outside. Giles right. sounds insane. He sounds like, yeah, completely ADR, like every line. So I looked into this. I tried so hard because I needed to know why he sounds like that. And... Everything I could find was like, man, have you guys noticed how weird Giles sounds in Doomed? Yeah. <laughs> he sounds super weird. Anybody know why? No, it's weird though, right? Sure is. Damn it. Sons of so, bitches. So, I mean, something like this, sometimes the actor is sick. And mm-hmm. so you can cover that up later in post. Maybe like the boom guy had the mic in a really bad spot and mm-hmm. Giles, like they didn't catch his voice. So they had to do it afterwards. I don't know. I think I'm pretty on the the camp of sick because yeah. later on he sounds like pretty ADR again and no one else does when they're like in his house having their little thing so I don't know I was I was so obsessed I tried so hard and I was so disappointed by in myself and Google I guess well the important part is that you tried actually no I the guess. important part is that you weren't successful the is it? less important part is that you tried oh well thank you <laughs> Perry's back they're at the party and Perry's here He's not dead. He's not dead. Oh my gosh, he's super alive. alive. He's going to school somewhere else. This is Willow's uh, tutti. Yeah. Oh, I hate it, but I think it's right. Oh. The opposite of tutor. I think it's a tutti. Can't be. That that sounds so dumb and gross. Anyway, he's here for a party. He's dating someone from UC Sunnydale. 
this girl he's dating is not a Willow fan. Mm, immediately. She's like, oh, someone else, some other girl is talking to my Perry. This is no good. And you're like, hey, man, he's the fuck up. <laughs> Chill out. Like, yeah. maybe be less insecure right? about your relationship. <laughs> Holy God. And at one point, Perry insults Willow while he doesn't think that she's around. And... I'm like, okay, are we just going to pretend like Willow isn't hella fly? Like, in-universe, is Willow actually not super attractive? Because the Willow that I'm seeing... I don't think that he actually thinks that she's unattractive. Because, obviously, his girlfriend is immediately threatened by her. Very right? threatened. And he is saying all those things about, like, uh, I like my women hot, because he's trying to make his girlfriend feel better, because she's mm. super insecure. She is not as much of a looker as Willow is, I'll say that. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe she should be worried, then, yeah. that her man will run off with uh, Willow's the captain of the nerds, as he calls her. and smart. Right? And, like, I guess he's just forgotten about that time he thinks that she strangled him in the bronze. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, that was... <laughs> Wacky fun. So Buzzkill McGee over here gets his fucking throat slashed at a party by a demon. And you're like, come on, man. That's a classic way to ruin the party. What are you even doing? And he just doesn't even seem to care. How selfish of him. Right. He's the worst. <sighs> also, can we talk about how horrible Naked Limbo sounds? <laughs> sounds... Why would you want to do that? Why? Oh, like it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At what point is that a good idea? I feel like when you're a dumb college student, you just, you hear the word naked and stop listening. Isn't I don't know. Naked Twister just like orders of magnitude oh. better? I don't know. That sounds, <laughs> at least in Naked Limbo, you don't have to touch anyone. Mm, isn't that sort of the point? I don't know. You're naked. <laughs> but don't you feel like the people who want to play Naked Twister aren't the people you want to play Naked Twister oh, with? Oh, I'm not playing Naked Twister with those people <laughs> at all, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, we get some mild blood watch here, at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, we actually do get some bit. blood. A little bit of his blood splatters down onto his dropped cups. And then Willow goes to have a sad cry in a dark dorm room. Oh, right, the earthquake, like, knocked out all the power, so they're having a no-power party. Anyway, yeah. lies down on a bed in the dark, and then the power comes on. Da-da-da! It's Buzzkill McGee over here. <laughs> He's just sitting on the bed with, like, an occult symbol carved into his chest or whatever. Ugh. What a guy. And uh, like this is a very sort of horror type setup where mm -hmm. the character goes into the room, the audience knows that like there's some bad shit going oh, down yeah. that room and yeah, then lights come back room. on. Yeah. <laughs> lights come back on and uh bad things have happened. Uh, yeah. And some some more mild blood watch. Like yep. all of his blood has been drained, but he's got a pretty kicking chest symbol going on. Mhm. Mm and there is yeah. some blood pooled in that, yeah. 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 It's all good. You're really going to talk about things pooling places? <clears throat> Are you going to bring up the fact that I'm talking about things pooling places? You don't want to go I down just, that road. I mean, I had such such Belinda flashbacks from that word that I oh. thought you must as well. I don't no, know. No, no. Not yet. Hmm. Oh, man. He did fucking end on a cliffhanger, though. God, I'm so angry <laughs> at him right now. Ugh. Anyway, listen to my bad road of porno. It's a really funny podcast. We do like to tell people about other <laughs> podcasts we like. Anyway, let's get into our first segment of the evening. As we go see Xander and Spike hanging out, we come into our first segment, Guy Love Revisited. You ask me about this thing we share, and he tenderly replies, it's Guy Love between 
I don't. Oh, I don't know the song well enough to sing it. It's, it's fine. But I will say that Xander and Spike, again, I've said that it's not the best sitcom going, and it's not. But it does have some pretty strong homoerotic subtext. I don't know if you're picking up on that. <laughs> now, this is an interesting thing because I was reading, I don't even remember where, maybe on IMDb somewhere, someone's someone's uh, review. But like Xander in general has some homoerotic subtext with a lot of people. I'll so, go further than that and say a lot of vampires because it's yep. both Angel and Spike now. <laughs> There's a reason we had our Zangel fanfic, yes. right? <laughs> Like <laughs> when I realized that it's another vampire that we can have fanfic about. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the, this is like twofold, actually, because this is Xander. At very least, Xander's not afraid to say that like another man is attractive. Mm-hmm. And he is constantly being like, oh, you totally bite me to Spike, yep. which has I mean, that has a sexual subtext for sure. Yes. And then the other f- side of that is. Uh, the point I keep making about Spike having chemistry with literally everyone, <laughs> I just continue to be proven right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. But yeah, I'm glad to see that we have more fanfic material here. I don't know if this was something that you picked up on as well or noticed in any way, but I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure it's not just me. Because Spike's like wearing Xander's clothes too, and mm-hmm. they're living together in their basement. Yeah. I mean, when, when Xander... So then there's like a um, a leak in Xander's apartment because of the earthquake. He gives Spike a wrench being like, fix this while I'm gone. You're like, first of all, Spike is never going to do manual labor. <laughs> no. That's insane. And Spike then does exactly what you would expect Spike to do with a wrench and attempts to hit Xander with it. But he can't <laughs> even like, he can't even go through with the swing. <laughs> yeah, poor Spike. This is uh, obviously the episode where Spike is super depressed. <laughs> yeah. Poor Spikey. Yeah, so he's he's sad. He has to live in this basement. Now he's wearing these hilarious clothes. Oh, the Hawaiian shirt. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so command bro-wise, what's third bro's name? Because we got Graham? Riley and Forrest. Graham. Graham, yeah. Definitely going to hey. call him Greg at some point. He gets a line this episode. Good he for gets, him. I think a couple lines, maybe. Uh, at, least, <laughs> at least one. He gets well, like the, a scene. Right. He's visibly at the party, and then when someone, you know, Buzzkill McGee dies at the party, he activates the command bros to be like, hey, we got some evil shit going on here. And you're kind of like, I understand that these dudes are their own little squad or whatever, but shouldn't they, like, go to their commander with this information before they they decide what they're going to do on their own? I don't know how that military works. That's fine. She's probably busy. Also, they continue to call her Professor Walsh, <laughs> even when they talk about her in this military context. Not like Captain Walsh or like, Commander d- Walsh. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't she have a different title? Yeah. Anyway. Riley says that he has a rank, and I don't know what it is. Something. Yeah. Squad leader? Does that make him <laughs> a captain? That's not a rank. I don't know. Uh, I do have the note here about Willow's Bunny's dog walking service yes. shirt, which yes. is just, it's so fucking weird. And she wears it for so long, and, and I don't like, know what it's about. It's overly cutesy. Oh, it's which way too cutesy. Is I think we had gotten away from that, because Willow used to be constantly very cutesy. No, Man, Michaela, I res- miss those roles, you know? This may blow your mind, but this episode, in many ways, is actually people about people going back to who they used to be in high school. This episode? 
this this very episode i know it's hard to believe it's very subtly done <laughs> like they how many people like one no like most of our main cast <laughs> That, uh, that sounds crazy. What a crazy thing for them all to be going through at the same time. I'm sure they won't have to go to the high school later. No, that'd be silly. But <laughs> Perry showing up and reminding Willow of who she used to be, and then Willow wearing uh-huh. some of these clothes, and uh, Xander uh-huh. kind of feeling like an out-of-place loser, and Buffy being hmm. all discombobulated over a boy. Yeah, hmm. there, there are a couple things that are parallels here. You know, it's easy to miss, though, I understand. Honestly, you haven't convinced me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe this will convince you. Our apocalypse count is going up. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. I found there's a very helpful page about apocalypses. (laughs) Like, no such pages exist for concussions. Ridiculous, guys. These people have their priorities all backwards. Okay, so one of these I disagree heavily with, but let's, let's discuss it. So, season one. We got the opening of the Hellmouth by, like, via Harvest. So if the Harvest had succeeded, that would be an apocalypse. Sure. Then they quote possible use of nuclear missiles by Moloch. Oh, that, no. (laughs) Right? Absolutely not. Scrub it from the records. Robo Boyfriend did not happen. Insane. Should not be on this list. And then actual opening of the Hellmouth by the Master, obviously Mm -hmm. an apocalypse. Season two, we got J and J2, obviously. Judge and his little friend. Yep. And then again, this I think is too far. Possible vampire supremacy in the Wishverse. That, no. Which is an alternate reality that doesn't truly exist. So, bananas. Okay. And it's the same apocalypse as the Harvest, right? Like, that's, you can't double count your apocalypse. That's true. Um, We have the... Opening of the Hellmouth by the Sisterhood of G, who, as you might recall, are oh, the yeah. Zeppo... Yep, Zeppo enemies. All female... Orcs, yeah. Yeah, whatever they are. They are... Oh, they were so orcish. They are very orcish. Ascension of the Mare. Mm-hmm. Pretty apocalyptic. Sure. And then uh, this one. So yeah. this would be Apocalypse number seven. Okay, and that's not double counting and that's not including Moloch, right? Correct. Okay, cool. Seven. Wow, that's... <laughs> for four seasons... For what are like, we at? 67 episodes or something? So, so far that was two per season. Yeah, that's pretty strong. <laughs> All right. Is this the first of this season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean. We're due for another one at some point. <laughs> that seems to be kind of like, and I guess it makes sense. It's sort of like, then we have two points in the season where yeah. <laughs> really bad stuff is going down. Um, Although the Zeppo really does, you know, uh, oh. play around with that concept, let's say. And, I mean, mock it in a positive way. (laughs) Yeah. It's (laughs) self-deprecating. So they find out that this symbol, it means that the apocalypse is going to happen. Giles is very depressed and like, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. How many fucking loaded crossbows do folks just leave sitting around? (laughs) Giles has one on what appears to be his coat rack. (laughs) It's definitely his coat rack. And Buffy's just like grabbing it. And she's like, I'm going to go. Find something to crossbow, because that's how I solve all my problems, just like in high school. Yep. Anyway, yeah, that happens, and I'm so confused as to how many loaded crossbows there are just sitting around at any one point. I think I think the thing to assume is that every crossbow is loaded. <laughs> at all times. <laughs> at all times. Well, it does take honestly... a while to load them, so yeah. 
So it does, but isn't that like going to be harder on the crossbow to have it always be loaded? Oh yeah, it'll be a shitty crossbow soon. Right? Like you need new crossbow strings. I can't even lead, Is... leave my fucking Nerf guns around loaded. <laughs> Where's out the springs you need new, on them? New Nerf gun strings, yeah. Springs, yeah. yeah. Strings, yeah. Mm, sure. We're saying the same word. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy goes to fight a demon who is collecting some bones out of a mausoleum because why not they have a fight and it slams her onto a gravestone like right on the back and I'm like that is a spinal injury for sure right for sure like I mean if you can do that to Batman and fuck him oh, up yeah. I feel like you can do it to Buffy honestly I don't Buffy's know why super, particularly though. yeah I know but glass cannon except not really who knows anymore <laughs> this scene particularly I found her stunt double to just be so exciting Mm. just like the energy and like everything about it i was just like this is exciting well she gets the shit kicked out of her and then she does the like jump up thing when oh. riley comes here and is going to punch him before <laughs> and like he has to block it she doesn't yeah. stop in time yeah it's pretty great uh, he's all impressed by her her flippy jump oh very impressed yeah. as he should be <laughs> rifi's call sign is apparently lilac one <laughs> delightful uh yeah, but he still wants to, like, be in this whole thing with Buffy, and she was all like, oh, it's doomed. Doomed, doomed, doomed. <laughs> yeah, bonus points for not running away from the conflict. She has a conversation, it's true. She's gonna lose those for basically not explaining why she can't be in a relationship in any coherent way. Yeah... Uh, Riley's also going to lose points on this conversation, though, because he brings up, like, he can feel his skin humming and, like, Ugh, every inch of him. Shit, when he gets to the every inch of him, I'm like, nope, gross, done. <laughs> Blah. 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 I think she makes good points about how, like, the way that they view this whole demon fighting thing is very different. Mm -hmm. She's harping on about being chosen, very high school of her, and he essentially, like, chose this for himself. Right. And so they're going to have a different perspective on it because of that. But, like, that being a reason they can't date? Eh. Yeah, I'd say that Buffy has good points. I would say she doesn't make them well. Yeah. But she is Buffy. So, you know, it's uh, you know, this is she's, happen. she's making strides here. She is. She's not running away from her problems, and I'm happy to see that. And she breaks up with Rifi super hard to end the scene. And I'm like, well... Guess I was wrong about them having tons of sex in a house for like 40 minutes of straight television. You know, I guess uh, I just made that up. Can't be true anymore. Buffy definitely ended this relationship for good. Yeah, I mean, I think the the audience was probably getting pretty uncomfortable with your weird house sex <laughs> fanfic. <laughs> oh man, how crazy would it be if I made that up and you would just gaslit me this entire time? Oh, that'd be insane. Oh. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, God. Friendship over. Done. Yeah, I, the, yeah, you'd be totally justified. But hey, <laughs> we have the rest of season four to, for you to find out, right? Whether or not. <laughs> yeah. And then like, maybe, I might have to keep episode. going into season five. <laughs> I'd have to be like, is it is it going to come up? Is he? Is, he, is, is Riley is it still happen? here? Yeah. What's happening? Hmm. So the command bros are pretty cocky about this whole thing. They're pretty sure they can take the whole gross demon thing down pretty easily. And Scoobies are more spooked about the whole thing. But both well, groups are about to go out on patrol. 
I mean, they have their zappy weapons, so those work against most things, I would assume. Thankfully, we don't see them in this episode because they look dumb. They're the worst. Yo, Rifi is hitting the sweaters so hard, he and you're has like zero button watch, zero well, percent, no buttons, no buttons, no buttons to watch. Two two pullover sweaters, and you're like, where garbage. are the buttons, Riley? Where are the buttons? No, it's garbage. But yeah, they do this like little juxtaposition thing between like how the Scoobies research and how the Command Bros research. <laughs> the Command Bros do not research. They've got the lab nerd who has made them like the pheromone right. detectors. And then people are like, what do we know about these things? And Riley's like, it's fine. We got it. <laughs> we don't need to know anything about them. They're just like any other HST. <laughs> we just kill them. Yep. You're like, okay, I guess. Maybe. Good luck with mm. that. <laughs> yeah. So Spike being depressed comes up even more as he tries to stake himself. And you're kind of like, he's a vampire. If you want to commit suicide, just pull an angel. Right? Go wait for the sun to come up, you know? Yeah. You're not a prisoner of this house. It's not like you're trapped in it right? by your vampire presence. Well, I thought about this. And then I thought that, like, burning alive in the sunlight probably sounds pretty unpleasant. And yeah. staking seems to be pretty instantaneous. So maybe that was his thinking. You do have to be pretty accurate on the heart, though. I figure this will take him a couple attempts of him just, like, falling onto a stake really painfully and then pulling yeah. it out of his lung. That's not going to be happy. <laughs> no, but, I mean, Willow and Xander show up just in time to distract Spike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> falls on the stake but doesn't really fall right on it which is probably yeah. good for him turns to the side at the last moment and avoids being staked he's just so sad that he's not scary anymore he tries to spook willow <laughs> oh, and so she doesn't cute. even flinch <laughs> well I mean, he's not scary so <laughs> no he because he shrunk his other clothes which is why he's wearing the hawaiian shirt yeah, he's bad at laundry, which I don't think should surprise anyone. Oh, no, he's been wearing those same clothes for years now. Probably decades. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yo, and then Xander puts on the world's most insane coat. Oh, my God, the Marty McFly one? It's so shiny and purple and orange. So the sleeves are purple, and then yeah. he's walking around outside, so the sleeves, like, disappear a little bit, and then mm. all you're left with is this orange like life preserver vest type thing yep. that you might expect on a McFly. And you're like, what in the fuck are you doing? Hey McFly, you bojo! His pizza delivery outfit was orders of magnitude less ridiculous. Yeah, this coat is insane. Like, I don't know where he got it from. Maybe it's a bargain coat because he's, <laughs> you know, pitching his pennies. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a poor student, but he's not even that. No, he's not. He's just poor. Yep. Huh. Poor guy. Eh? Eh? Too, too. Uh, yeah. That's a double anyway. meaning. Uh... Buffy runs into Rifi again. She's wearing a great red coat. It's really She's wearing nice. so much red this episode. Like, mm. everyone's just fucking wearing red. Yeah, it's really long, but it actually fits properly. It fits so properly, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, thank God, Buffy, you done it. <laughs> you done it. Hell yeah. I like, I really enjoyed Riley bu calling Buffy stupid. No, I mean you're stupid. I mean, I don't mean that. No, I think maybe I do. Because <laughs> he's just so Iowan. He commits like, so hard to it, too. Yeah, he's like, you're. what I'm trying to say is you're stupid. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. No, it sort of is what I'm trying to say. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> You know what? You are not a sophisticated gentleman. This is no. the sort of way you would make a point. He's just like, dang it, Buffy. Right? Uh. 
I think we should we should go out together. And that's that's pretty much the crux of his argument. We should go at Corton, Buffy, and that's <laughs> that's just my thoughts on the matter. I don't know why, but this accent is really making me write like a huge crazy backstory where like his ancestors were killed by the Gorch brothers. Oh no. <laughs> And they're going to come back so that he can have his vengeance upon them. Right. So there's this thing about Buffy saying that they should have less fun and Riley saying she should have more fun. And she's like, oh, Faith had a bunch of fun and she's in a coma right now. And you're like, hey, Faith's alive. I mean, nobody says Faith. <laughs> no, if you say her name, you might summon her. <laughs> I mean, three times. You'd have to pay the actress like a beetlejuice situation exactly yeah but yeah she's like oh the last person who thought this was fun is in a comma it seems doesn't it seem kind of suspicious that they're bringing up faith in her comma <sighs> no doesn't seem suspicious at all they brought Guess up amy we'll in her rat form does that mean she's gonna be cured next episode michaela no she was doesn't. cured last episode no two <laughs> episodes ago <laughs> doesn't fucking count whatever oh, poor actress she went to <laughs> Nude Let's scene. not think about it. It's Silent. too depressing. It's too depressing. <laughs> oh, poor lady. So sad. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> uh, Spike's being pretty down on Willow and Xander, and they're feeling kind of useless. Maybe like they were back in high school, and they're getting told that they're not worth much, and Buffy doesn't even need them anymore, and they're like, but oh, like I'm sad. And so there's there's sort of a question here of would Buffy be better off without them? <laughs> Without Xander, yeah, obviously. And, like, because Willow does a lot of research, that's true, Mm -hmm. but Giles is the one with all the books. (laughs) I feel like you could just have Giles. Yeah, Buffy and Giles is a less vulnerable team than the four Scoobies. And then maybe Giles just doesn't leave his house, and all that, like, hanging out in the library didn't (laughs) need to happen. It's a cause of a lot of problems. God, they'd be untouchable. Right. It'd be so good. Anyway, Giles has this fucking word of Valios thing that the demon needs, or the demons, I suppose, need, and that's not gonna work out for him very well, is it? At what point do you just have too much spooky stuff in your house, you know? <laughs> he's got his box of spooky things, <laughs> and he's sorting through there, and he pulls out mm-hmm. this fucking talisman from the book, and you're like, wow, oh. all right, how many of those other things are important? <laughs> You should catalog this shit, man. Well, he didn't think it was real. He thought it was like a, a, a knockoff fake. one, yeah. right? I mean, what are the odds? Clue, like, there's <laughs> what one of these in the world? Hellmouth. Bananas. Hellmouth. Uh, Hellmouth. And yeah, the demons are actually trying to open the Hellmouth that we were talking yep. about. So everyone's going back to school. And so, it's, it's almost like it's a parallel here, you know? The, I don't what? see it still. I... <laughs> <laughs> You're unconvinced? Fair. No. So the the demons come and take the thing from Giles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do we think they knocked him out? Mm. Because it's not clear. I don't think so. Well, Although it, he does and... have a very bloody head wound. Right? Like, it seems like also the kind of watch. thing that would have knocked Someone prone to concussions out, (laughs) as Giles certainly is. I'm going to say, even though we're hurting for concussion count this season, (laughs) I don't think I'm going to count it, just because there have been so many other times where he has been on screen knocked out. Right, and like the fact that they don't explicitly show it 
And even when, like, they arrive, they don't show that they've, they've like, found no. Giles knocked out or whatever. And there's no, like, him groggily stumbling up. Like, I think the pack was a marginal pass from me. But at least oh, that yeah? one, you see him, like, getting knocked down. And mm-hmm. then you see him, like, stumble out from whatever behind the zookeeper's office or something. Anyway, we don't need to remember the pack. We're so, so far beyond that. Man, so many deep cuts, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. But yeah, they find the demons in what used to be the library. There's a lot of shots of this ominous crack in the ground that maybe leads down to the Hellmouth. How deep is this fucking pit? Oh, I have so many problems with that. Oh, <laughs> God. Like, I... it's unreasonable. What happens is highly unreasonable. Oh, it's incredibly unreasonable. So, yeah. getting to it, the demons are, like, finishing their ritual. They've got the various things, and there's been some allusion to sacrifices. Turns out the demons are the sacrifices. They're jumping <laughs> oh, <no>. down <laughs> the hole with, I don't know, whatever things the that items. they've collected. Yeah. Blood, child bones, talisman. Sure thing. And, uh, yeah, this, um... This is pretty great. Let's pause before we get to the uh, Rifi, what Rifi does to, uh, yeah. to be a hero. Let's just pause to go to our next segment, which is called A Hero in His Own Way. Everyone's a hero in their own way. You and you and mostly me and you. And it's about Spike, Michaela, if that gives you any ideas. I was really kind of feeling like they were treating him like one of the gang Mm -hmm. here. That's true. He also finds something out about himself in this scene. (laughs) Yeah, that he can punch demons. (laughs) So before he finds that out, I do love that he's actually literally sitting down watching the fight happening. (laughs) What is he going to (laughs) do? There are only a couple shots of it, but he's clearly sitting in the background (laughs) observing the fight happening. Moping, probably. Just doing nothing. But it turns out he can hurt demons. If they're bad, if they have no souls or something, the rules are not very clear. It is a soul thing. Okay. I think, like, they haven't said that yet, but I think that's what they're going to go with. And I mean, how the chip somehow knows that, I don't know. Hmm. Really, I don't. But yeah, I think it's a soul thing. But he's useful after all. He doesn't (gasps) have to be depressed the entire time. He can be a part of the gang. It's going to be great. Oh my gosh, he can punch things as long as they're evil. And he's so happy. Oh, he's oh, so he's happy. hyped. Very hyped. Yeah, no, he's having a great time. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, no one told him about the whole sacrifice thing. And <laughs> clearly he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> he lifts the demon up and chucks it down the hole. <laughs> he really is trying to help. It's he is trying to help. Doing the opposite of help. <laughs> so Rifi and Buffy are beating up the last demon, trying to not let it jump down the hole right because it wants to go down there and sacrifice itself and bring about apocalypse for unspecified reasons anyway who cares it eventually does jump down the hole though and buffy's like i gotta go in after it question mark as to what she thinks she'll do because she's just gonna like follow it question mark i don't know anyway get the talisman from it somehow and then like uh. i have a feeling that as long as it dies and the talisman is down there things are pretty okay for it it. yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what her plan was but don't worry rifi's here and he's a military (laughs) spy guy so he's got the perfect solution he attaches a carabiner to is it her belt loop or her belt her belt okay 
either way, it's garbage because that yep. is not meant to take the weight of two people suddenly nope. coming to a halt. I mean, you don't know what kind of belt she has on. <laughs> Clips this thing to her. It's attached by the tiniest of threads to a thing on Riley's belt so he can spool it out. And he like starts, he gets the most horrible rope burn you've got to imagine as he stops oh. them from moving. There are so many problems with this. And then like, he pulls them up, like, hand over hand. Right? Two, like, two, two humans? The the demon's been falling for so long oh, when so Buffy much jumps in. And you're like, is Buffy, how is she falling so much faster than the demon? He's got so much air resistance, I guess. I guess. Yeah. How deep is this pit? How did Riley pull them up? Maybe the demon is very, very light, like not very dense at all. Very low density demon. And so it's got a low air resistance. And this is also, I mean, Spike's, sure, he's super strong, but he lifts one over his head. And just like balancing that is tricky unless it's about neutrally buoyant with air. So the demon was floating downwards like a feather. Yeah, exactly. And Buffy jumped in after it. So then Riley only has to pull one person up. Which is still problematic, but she's small. She's small, yeah. That's fine. Anyway, there are so many problems with the the resolution here. Oh, it's garbage. And the whole point is like, look, they worked together and they saved the day. Maybe this relationship can go forwards after all. (laughs) Which is garbage. Yeah, that's not really the reason that they weren't going to have a relationship. It's not. You've gotta love, though, when Rifi is looking at Spike and being like, <laughs> don't I know you from somewhere? And Spike puts on the worst American accent. Do I know you? Me? Oh. No, sir. I'm just an old pal of Xander's here. Which I love because it's so deep. Yeah. It's such accent inception. It's so good. It's a, an American person doing a British <laughs> accent pretending to do a bad American accent. <laughs> No, sir. I'm a friend of Xander's here. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you love how there are mare bits everywhere? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, Xander steps in one, even it's though it's gross. giant. And so I don't know where this is, but apparently the trophy that Amy's mom is mm. trapped in can be seen on the floor somewhere. Yes. As okay. they walk through the halls. It's in the establishing shot, I'll try to get a picture oh. of it because I'm pretty sure I saw it. I just wasn't sure that it was actually the trophy. Yeah, it is. So this is like Amy and her mom. Oh, both, all in one episode. Yeah, both Shit. trapped by their magic. That's Almost the most poetical. poignant thing happening in this episode, in my opinion. By far. Also, when they're, when they're fighting beside the Hellmouth, mm-hmm. they're in where the library used to be. But the floor has dropped down significantly. Right. So up above them, you can see the cage. (gasps) No way. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, nice. I'm not sure we'll be able to get a picture of that, but I'm trying to find the the Amy's mom trophy. What else do we got for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, Rifi's a garbage liar. Oh, yes. He is not a very good liar at all. No, 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 no. So he's come face to face. He's like in full command bro get up and he's come face to face with the rest of the scoobies and is like yeah i was just passing by and i thought i heard people inside you were just passing by in your gi joe outfit paintball yeah i was i was playing paintball and then the aftershock you're like that's not you're a command bro yeah and he's all <laughs> which he calls out about by it. himself 
Yeah. <laughs> He's angry at himself. He doesn't think that was a well-handled thing. We do go to wrap the episode up, sort of. Buffy goes to visit Rifi, and where Buffy and Willow have the chocolate poster on the back of their door, <laughs> I will direct uh-huh. you to yeah. balls.png. <laughs> Because Riley has a very similar poster that just Mm -hmm. says balls. And it's a bunch of different sport balls. And I'm like, what even the hell is this? He's a guy. Mm. He likes sport balls. Right, not chocolate. That's a a womanly pursuit. Yeah, sport balls are a a man's Mm -hmm. pursuit. Right, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that definitely happens. Buffy and Rifi get together with the smooching and the being together, and yay, they're probably going to bang in a house for like 40 What minutes. is this hair from Buffy? It's dun, like, dun. they're just like chunks at the side that have been braided to the back. Oh, I love that hair. I don't know, man. Like It's super good hair. The, no, the, the pieces that they chose to braid are weird. No, oh. that no. is good hair. Nope. I defend this hair. It looks good. And then we have what I think might be... It's up there with one of my favorite endings to an episode. (laughs) Spike trying to rally Willow and Xander to go fight some evil. (laughs) He just, he's so hyped. He has a new lease on life, you know? No longer does he want to watch television all day. He wants to fight the evil. Yo, they should not listen to him. He will a hundred percent get them killified. (laughs) Yeah, because he's he's like, like, we we don't need Buffy. Buffy. You do need Buffy. You're definitely going to get them all killed. He's just like, oh, kill some demons. Yeah. No, Xander and Willow will die. They just want to watch TV. They're not interested in this whole like demon bloodlust he's got going on. I love the slack jawed look they're both giving him. <laughs> they and don't they have just a point silently word. at the TV. <laughs> and that's our episode. Michaela, did you enjoy that episode? It's kind of a weird one, honestly. Like, yeah. Because I think... As you said, they are pretty heavy-handed with their whole, like, their mirror of, you know, feelings of still being in high school. And then, like, you go back to the high school and you're like, oh, it's all so small. Clearly, I've grown up since this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, but there are some good moments. I, I also don't give a shit about the Buffy and Riley relationship <laughs> at this point. Uh, I love it because the entire Riley Buffy part of this is just like a zigzag, right? They start going down path A, they zig to path B, and then by the end of the episode, they've zagged back to A. And you're like, oh, all right. I guess we're (laughs) back where we started then, sort of. Kind (laughs) of, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that could have been could have been shorter, but sure. Go for it. Yeah, I'll agree. It's a it's a weird episode for sure. It's fine. The tone is kind of weird and like. It's not, nothing about it is inherently bad, I don't think. I think it's just kind of underwhelming overall. Before we learn what garbage opinions we have and go to Teeks' review, what's your <laughs> top fashion outfit from this episode? Oh, obviously the coat Xander's wearing. Mm, it, I was just oh, obsessed so with Marty it. McFly. I oh couldn't God. understand it. God, yeah, so good though. Amazing. Well, would you like to hear what our favorite IMDb reviewer Taylor Kingston thought of this episode? <sighs> You know I would like to. The one with... (sighs) I mean, the one with the end of the world is garbage. You're so close. You are so close. Like, how could... Is it, like, the one with the apocalypse? Word for word. There we go. You got it. I... We've just been very clear that that describes seven episodes so far. (laughs) You can't call it that. Right? You can't. Teeks? 
Jake's, you're mad. What else would you call this? I don't know. The one where Buffy and Riley stay together? Oh, the one you're where they right. go back to the high school? The one where the one Spike where learns Spike he is can depressed. punch demons? <laughs> like, the one with the apocalypse is, I'm going to say, one of the strongest oh. things you can call it. It's not his fault that they have done this seven times. And, I mean, I rag on it, but in French, this episode's called La Fin du Monde, which is the end of the world. Yep. Like, they and didn't it, know what else to call this episode, because it's just like, we've got an apocalypse, so I guess that. In German, it's called uh, Das Opfer der Drei, which is the sacrifice of the three. Oh, okay. That's so not that's, bad. you know. Yeah. But yeah, I can see Teeks not taking that path. Yeah, the one with the three sacrifices? Like, that's also yeah, a garbage no. summary. That's I don't so know. wordy. He looks words. Anyways. I really love this episode. It's funny, it's cute, and we get to see more of Spike, which I love. Mm. So we've got something about the Buffy and Riley, Slayer Destiny, he didn't know what a Slayer was. We often talk about how Teeks probably does a lot of these from memory. Oh, definitely. I'm going to challenge that for this one. Okay. Because this is the line verbatim as written. Riley then goes to tell Buffy, but Buffy already knows that he's part of a monster squad that kills and neuters vampires and demons to turn them into fluffy bunnies. Now, in tone and meaning, that's mostly incorrect. Like, it sounds way more literal than what they are actually doing, but it relates so closely to an actual line from the episode. So, you deliver these HSTs to a bunch of lab coats, who perform experiments on them, which, among other things, turn some into harmless little bunnies. It does. Yeah. That it has hmm. to be a reference to that. Hmm. Anyway. It doesn't have to be, like, the same all the time for every episode. It could be that, like, some of them... Yeah. He watches right away and then writes it, and then other ones are from memory. I don't know. Sure. This one, I think, is from watching pretty immediately. Best part of the episode, when Spike is feeling sorry for himself and Willow and Xander try to cheer him up. Sure. Spike is involved I... in my best part of the episode, probably. Because, like, but... him at the end trying to rally the troops is great. But him just uh... being depressed and whiny? Nah. Overall, yeah. I give this episode a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book hmm. is great. And this is a review yeah. that started out with, I really love this episode. And I'm like, I don't even fucking know with you, Teeks, anymore. That's so confusing. I don't uh, even fucking know. Oh, it's all so confusing. Well, who, who, who won this episode? I mean, Spike. Spike. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Obviously God. Absolutely. Spike. Spike did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's no question at all. Huh. Because he starts <laughs> off in a terrible place and then ends in a great place. He's like... Literally super depressed and wants to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. finds out he can punch demons and is, Life is hyped worth to live. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, that was uh, that was quick. Was, uh, <laughs> it really did sound like you thought it was going to be... Because a lot of people are depressed in this episode. I just forgot yeah. that Spike gets that much better at the end. <laughs> he really does. Well, next episode then. What <laughs> the is happening? The thing that... You have already ruined for yourself. I read the first two rev- two words of the IMDb synopsis, and they were Ethan Rain. That's not my fault. I was looking for the Teeks review, and I had to find this episode, so I tried to scroll so it's at the bottom, but I overscrolled, and I just looked down, and I saw Ethan Rain. That's not my just, fault. It was the perfect storm of horribleness. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm psyched for that. That should be amazing. 
Oh, I mean, I know you miss Ethan. I do. I so miss Ethan. So yeah. it up. And like, you know, we're going to give Giles something to do for once. Yeah. Which will be good. Yeah. Giles. We really haven't had like a Giles-centric episode, have we, this no, season? No, not since he has uh, lost his job and a lot of the reason that he was living. Yeah. So, so yeah. Glad that, for that. That'll be, that'll be fun. Good job, um, Giles. It's interesting that, I mean, I get why Teeks likes Spike. Cause Spike's very fun. But just, like, I don't know. Teeks mostly likes everyone, has made a point of saying that he likes Spike, and made a point of saying how much he seemed to dislike Oz. Oz, yeah. And, like, that's... Normally I would say that that really sort of skews the the rating, but then, you know... 7 out of 10 for this episode is so weird. I guess it's tough, though. Like, it's not like it was a Spike-heavy episode. He's in it a lot. And honestly, he was really being treated like one of the gang. You know, yeah. like he gets hit by a falling beam when the the school is collapsing mm-hmm. and Xander and Willow drag him free. Yeah. They literally save him. <laughs> so I don't even know what's going on there then. It's very strange. Yeah. Anyway, that is it for us for this week. You can always reach out to us via email beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com, the reddit, buffy.reddit.com, or you can find Mikhail and I individually on Space Tag. An app that lets you leave notes about a specific place at that place and then see other people's notes there and other people can see yours. Listen, the name sounds way more fun than the description. Yeah. So let's just say it again. Space Tag. I'm on there at playing tag in space. Michaela? I am on there at super spaced out. That took you very little time at all. Well done. All right. Until yeah. next time. Give away my secrets. Jesus. They'll never know. I could cut all this out. Fuck you. That's right. Until next time. Farewell, farewell from, from the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.